Hello all my nieces and nephews and welcome to Auntie Jojo's Library. My library is open to all listeners, but it was specifically created for my seven wonderful nieces and nephews. I've been experiencing some recording difficulties the past few days, so the audio on this recording may not be as clear as on others. Today I'm going to be reading The Frog King by the Brothers Grimm. This story, much like the last story we read, was published in 1812 in the Brothers Grimm fairy tale book, and the final edition was revised and published in 1857. Let's get started. In old times, when wishing still helped one, there lived a king whose daughters were all beautiful, but the youngest was so beautiful that the sun itself, which had seen so much, was astonished whenever it shone in her face. Close by the king's castle lay a great dark forest, and under an old lime tree in the forest was a well, and when the day was very warm, the king's child went out into the forest and sat down by the side of the cool fountain. And when she was dull, she took a golden ball and threw it up on high and caught it, and this ball was her favorite plaything. Now, it so happened that on one occasion, the princess, princess's golden ball did not fall into the little hand which she was holding out for it, but on to the ground beyond and rolled straight into the water. The king's daughter followed it with her eyes, but it vanished, and the well was deep, so deep that the bottom could not be seen. On this she began to cry, and she cried louder and louder and could not be comforted. As she wept, someone said to her, What, alas, thee, king's daughter, thou weepest so that even a stone would show pity. She looked around to, from side to side to see where the voice came, and saw a frog stretching forth his thick, ugly head from the water. Ah, old water splasher, is it thou? said she. I am weeping for my golden ball, which has fallen into the well. Be quiet and do not weep, answered the frog. I can help thee, but what wilt thou give me if I bring thy plaything back? Whatever thou wilt have, dear frog, she said, my clothes, my pearls, my jewels, and even the golden crown which I am wearing. The frog answered, I do not care for thy clothes, thy pearls, thy jewels, and thy golden crown. But if thou wilt love me, and let me be thy companion, and playfellow, and sit by thee at, uh, at the little table, and eat off thy little golden plate, and drink out of thy little golden cup, and sleep in thy little bed, if thou wilt promise me this, I will go down below, and bring thee the golden ball up again. Oh, yes, she said, I promise thee all thou wishes, if thou wilt but bring me my ball back. She, however, thought, how the silly frog does talk. He lives in the water with other frogs and croaks and can be and can be no companion to any human being. But the frog, when he had received this promise, put his head into the water and sank down. In a short while came swimming up again with the ball in his mouth and threw it on the grass. The king's daughter was delighted to see her pretty plaything once more and picked it up and ran away with it. Wait, wait, said the frog. Take me with thee. I can't run as thou canst. But what did it avail him to scream his croak croak after her as loudly as he could? She did not listen to it, but ran home and soon forgot the poor frog, who was forced to go back into the well again. The next day, when she had seated herself at the table with the king and all the couriers, 
and was eating from her little golden plate, something came creeping, splish, splash, splish, splash, up to the marble staircase. And when it had got to the top, it knocked at the door and cried, Princess, youngest princess, open the door for me. She ran to see who was outside, but when she opened the door, there sat the frog in front of it. She slammed the door too in great haste, sat down to dinner again, and was quite frightened. The king saw plainly that her heart was beating violently and said, My child, what art thou so afraid of? Is there perhaps a giant outside who wants to carry thee away? Ah, uh, no, she replied. It's no giant, but it's a disgusting frog. What does a frog want with thee? Ah, uh, dear father, yesterday, as I was in the forest, sitting by the well, playing with my golden ball, it fell into the water. And because I cried so, the frog brought it back to me again. And because he so insisted, I promised him he should be my companion. But I never thought he would be able to come out of his water. And now he is outside and he wants to come in to me. In the meantime, it knocked a second time and cried, Princess, young princess, open the door for me. Dost thou not know what thou saidest to me yesterday? Yesterday, by the cool water of the fountain, princess, young princess, open the door for me. Then the king said, Thou which thou hast promised must thou perform. Go and let him in. She went and opened the door, and the frog hopped in and followed her step by step to her chair. There he sat and cried, Lift me beside thee. She delayed until the until at last the king commanded her to do it. When the frog was once in the chair, he wanted to be in on the table. When he was on the table, he said, Now push thy tiny little golden plate nearer to me, that way we may eat together. She did this, but it was easy to see that she did not do it willingly. The frog enjoyed what he ate, but almost every mouthful she took choked her. At length, he said, I have eaten and I am satisfied. Now I am tired. Carry me into thy little room and make thy little silken bed ready and we will both lie down and go to sleep. The king's daughter began to cry for she was afraid of the cold frog, which she did not like to touch and which was now to sleep in her pretty clean little bed. But the king grew angry and said, he who helped thee when thou wert in trouble all not afterwards to be desired by thee. So she took hold of the frog with two fingers, carried him upstairs, and put him in a corner. But when she was in bed, he crept in and said, I am tired, I want to sleep as well as thou. Lift me up, or I will tell thy father. Then she was terribly angry, and took him up, and threw him with her, threw him with all her might against the wall. Now thou wilt be quiet, frog, she said. But when he fell down, he was no frog, but a king's son with with beautiful, kind eyes. He, by her father's will, was now her dear companion and husband. Then he told her how he had been bewitched by a wicked witch, and how no one could have delivered him from the well by but herself, and that tomorrow they would go together into the kingdom. Then they went to sleep, and the next morning when the sun woke them, a carriage came driving up with eight white horses, which had ostr white ostrich feathers on their heads and were harnessed with gold chains, and behind stood the young king's servant, faithful Henry. 
faithful henry had been so unhappy when his master was changed into a frog that he had caused three iron bands to be laid around his heart lest it should burst with grief and sadness the carriage was to conduct the young king into his kingdom faithful henry helped them both in and placed himself behind and placed himself behind again and was full of joy because of the deliverance and when they had driven a part of the way to the king's son part of the way the king's son heard a cracking behind him as if some something had broken so he turned around and cried henry the carriage is breaking no master it is not the carriage it is the band for my heart which was put there in my great pain when you were a frog and imprisoned in the well again and once again while they were on their way something cracked and each time the king's son thought the carriage was breaking but it was only the bands which were springing from the heart of faithful henry because the master was set free and he was happy thank you for joining me in my library it was fun to read the frog king with you this story has a few other titles maybe you're more familiar with the princess and the frog where the princess finds a frog and kisses him and then he becomes the prince this is our last story reading for the month of january i've enjoyed reading all the stories including peter pan with you this month i'm looking forward to february don't forget on tuesdays We'll be reading Anne of Green Gables, and every Thursday in February, we'll be reading fairy tales. If you have story suggestions, email me at auntiejojoslibrary at gmail.com. I'm looking forward to sharing more stories with you.